Hello, and welcome to the I Hear Design podcast, your source for interior design and architecture news, interviews, and opinions. I'm your host, Robert Yaminen, and I want to thank you for tuning into this episode because you are in for a real treat. As many of you know, we here at INS have been talking about important issues like diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how the design community can make beauty while making a difference. For years, we've asked questions like, why are only 11% of women occupying positions of leadership in the design industry when more than 60% of designers are women? Times are changing to be sure, as you'll hear from my guests today, but we wanted to find out why things are still so slow to change and how we can help create a more equitable industry by having women and people of all diverse backgrounds really occupy more seats at the leadership table. I think you're really going to enjoy the spirited conversation I had recently with Shannon Cochran, Vice President of Marketing and Design for Patcraft, and Susan Pilato, Chief Executive Officer of Mantra Inspired Furniture. These women are funny, smart, creative, and shared some great insights for anyone who wants to succeed in this industry. Have a listen. All right. Well, hi, Shannon and Susan. It's so good to see you both. Uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. It is my pleasure and honor. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, where are you dialing in from and um, are your offices fully reopened for business yet? Susan, you look like you're in your office already. I am. So I'm in Norfolk, Virginia, and we are open. Uh, most of us have been vaccinated, so that helps. But um, yes, we're, we're open and moving 90 miles an hour, if not faster. Yeah, <laughs> great, great. Faster than the than the cargo ships out there, I think. <laughs> you know, it's been crazy. Shannon, what about you? Are you uh, back in your office? Or are you still uh, working remotely? So we are hybrid. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just north of Atlanta. And um, we are probably three, four days in the office, I would say, on average. Mm -hmm. um, probably about 80% of us. We have some teams that move to um, all hybrid or all work from home. And then of course we have manufacturing that is, is at a station, so to speak. So um, essential workers there to be in, in the facility. Yeah. Yeah. We could probably have a whole separate podcast on the word hybrid, you know, and how, the, how that's playing out right now, but I will save that for another time. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, but I'm excited to have you both on the podcast because um, as I mentioned in my intro, um, we've been talking about the lack of women in leadership positions in the design industry for a few years now. And both of you are women executives of manufacturing companies, which is something you don't see every day. So I'm really excited for you to share your stories and perspectives uh, with us. But uh, to kick off our conversation, um, why don't we start by you introducing yourselves to our listeners and just tell us a little bit, you know, briefly about your role within your company. Uh, how'd you find your way into design and manufacturing and, and that sort of thing? So uh, Shannon, why don't I start with you? Sure. So I'm Vice President of Marketing and Product Development for Packcraft. I've been in the flooring industry for 25 years or close to it. I started with a smaller um, manufacturer and then moved to Shaw in 2003 in the commercial division. Um, I found my way into this honestly not very linearly. I um, was not a fan. My mother actually suggested that I design flooring and I said, you know, that's a terrible idea. Who would want to do that? And so 25 years later, here we are. Here we are uh, so listen to your mother. Um, but I really loved the idea of the technical 
that the at the time it was all carpet it was all soft surface so i loved understanding how the machine worked and then how that intersects with um, color and pattern and shape and so that was the exciting thing for me i've been um, in commercial interiors my entire career and joined Patcraft in 2016 and, and headed up product development for both soft and hard surface, which was a new product category for us. So again, they are just learnings and, and making those connections between the market and our customers and our products. And then earlier this year, so this is a very new role for me, um, the opportunity came about for me to stretch into more of a marketing role and further enhance those connections. And it was really interesting because I had worked throughout my career to build those relationships in manufacturing. And now, I mean, it's such an easy connection to make sure that we're moving forward and honestly innovating. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. Take advice from your mom. You know, that's yeah. perfect. And Susan, that, uh, your father played a role in, in your starting your company, uh, didn't he? He did. He's great role model of a man. Uh, and I learned so much from him. I, uh, I've been in, in the design industry for 30 years. Um, I like to joke and say I started when I was 12. So do the math, but uh, not, not really. Uh, but I did start young and um, in starting my own business. And I was 25. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to my dad. And he was more of that traditional, like, you know, you work your way up. And he was terrified about me. Like, what are you doing? Uh, and he's like, why, you know, Susan, can you work your way, get get yourself into a company and work your way up? And of course, this is coming from a father that worries about his daughter. And I said, Dad, I said, I want to own my own company one day. I want to be the president. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that is if I own my own company. And he looked at me and thought for a moment and it's like, he couldn't argue, (laughs) you know, it just, uh, especially the industry um, that I'm in because interior designers typically work for architectural firms, which are typically owned by men. And most of those promotions go to architects and you do see some commercial um, interior design firms that split out on their own. Um, We have been one of those. But uh, we morphed into um, into a bit of a hybrid of a dealership. We are not aligned with a major. Um, and the reason being is we, we want to control who what we use and, and specify for our clients. So we had uh, aligned ourselves with a, a wonderful you know, a client as opposed to manufacturer. We aligned ourselves with a client that we got very involved with their standards program. And as they've grown, we continue to grow. And one of their standards was solid wood furniture, which is a rarity. Mm-hmm. And that was Harden. And unfortunately, Harden went up business after 125 years. And that was a heartbreak. Uh, we already had a connection with the Amish um, industry and workshops uh, through two Mennonite, good Mennonite friends that we have and we've done business with over the years. And they are phenomenal. Uh, the knowledge and experience they've had with furniture making and wood, understanding wood. What we learned um, was through this client who after 20 years, we've only lost one hardened desk. We refinish, we reuse constantly. We have, we manage their inventory. And through that, 
we started realizing the gap that's out there and that's longevity, furniture mm -hmm. longevity, um, as opposed to fast furniture, which is a lot of what we're in the middle of. And it's causing problems. It's causing problems with landfills. And so uh, my father was a very principled man. Um, once he found out about a problem, he couldn't just do nothing. And so we have adopted a lot of that. And so we developed mantra-inspired furniture, mm -hmm. mantra being after the mantra he gave me when I was 20-nothing years old. That was, as I pointed out, the typewriter behind me. That wasn't a typewriter. It would have been lovely if that was the actual typewriter, <laughs> but yeah. it's it was that kind of typewritten on a yellow, small yellow piece of paper that he gave me. And so we've developed our company around that. One of the, the mantras is do it now. Um, say something nice to everyone you meet. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we've easily adopted that because the people that work for work with us, they're, they just are that. So we, we have a mission and that mission is to really help designers because we are designers understand the mindset needs to be shifted to longevity as opposed to just having it now, do it now for longevity as opposed to uh, short term. And so, you know, again, going into there's not many women uh, owner uh, owned manufacturing facilities or companies. Um, if it was going to happen, I, I like I told dad years ago, I had to do it myself. And that's kind of what we did. Yeah. Uh, but we've got a great group of people with us. And so that's, I feel like because of my design background and my business partner's design background, we have a unique viewpoint about manufacturing and what has been given to us as opposed to what is created for us to give to our clients. Mm. So that's a snippet about us. Yeah. yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. How you both came at it from different angles, but um, I'm sure that there have been numerous challenges that you've both, both faced uh, along the way uh, as far as being in leadership positions or, or getting there uh, in a traditionally male-dominated industry. Um, what were some of those and, and how did you uh, kind of overcome them? Um, I don't know. Who wants to go first? Shana, I'm sure you have plenty of stories. <laughs> I have a lot yeah. of stories. I mean, <laughs> I, as I mentioned, I worked most of my career um, in an industry that has been, you know, historically male dominated and very manufacturing heavy. Um, and a lot of it was about credibility in that space. And so I remember when I started, I had an amazing manager who really influenced my career and she really instilled the importance of understanding both the design side and the technical side so that I could have those conversations. I always, my dad was an engineer and so I always loved that problem solving and I think it really, you know, has helped to shape my interest um, throughout my career. But I think just understanding how things work have really, you know, allowed me to build relationships, but it took me a while to understand the importance of that. And I feel like early in my career, especially, I spent a lot of time like trying to navigate the waters 
um, of what's acceptable and not and how outspoken should I be and should I sit back and and you know I think it's things like that and I'm sure everyone has been through that um, because it's just that navigation of and a lot of it is dependent on on who your audience is too and so one thing that's acceptable here may not be here and so you know that has been a lot of it I would say um, but I think too, you know, kind of understanding the benefit of balance and balancing creativity with business acumen. And, mm. you know, as you look at leadership roles, I think both of those things are very important. But I think we tend to recognize one over the other. Um, but I was telling somebody the other day, you know, I think that creativity and you just mentioned this, I mean, it gives you a, a unique view. And so I think that's one of the benefits of it. Yeah. Yeah. Susan, what's been your experience? You know, I think credibility is such an important word, um, with, with women, uh, we have to, we, we have to be willing to open our minds to learn. And I love what you were saying about trying to figure out how it works. I'm very much the same way. I love to learn how does it work. And one of the things that has been so beneficial to me over my career is I'm on the job site and have been in, in years past all, just with contractors, with architects, and really listening to not just what is about uh, whether it's the tile or the flooring or the wall covering or all those details that are very important. But what comes before all that is very important and understanding what's going on with the HVAC, what's going on with the electrical, why, why is that? And, and listening to how they're solving the problems on site. I've learned so much. And then when I'm able to repeat that back in another um, situation so that they see that I understand boy, there's the credibility right there that they're like, okay, you're, you're, you've been listening, you've been learning. So it's, yes, women need to, they, they'll say, you know, you need to be twice as smarter, but it's more, you need to really be willing to learn and absorb so mm -hmm. that you are smart and that you are, that you can speak the language and that you're not just sitting back in that corner and just doing your part. When you show that you're part of the solution, it, men and women, everybody leans into that. They want, they want that because they want, you know, we all want to get to the solution. And if you're part of that solution, as opposed to being part of the problem, uh, people, you do gain credibility through that. And so that's something that we talk a lot about. And you mentioned relationship, Shannon, I couldn't agree more. It is so important to develop the relationships with others and let them know that you're part of the team and you want to be part. Now, that being said, there are times that you have to stand strong. And we've been plenty, plenty times put in that position of having to stand your ground and not be pushed back, uh, thinking that maybe, you know, because you're a woman, you might be tend to just step back a few those are times that you have to carefully lean in and Shannon, to your point about diplomacy and that kind of thing, there's, there's that balance that you have to understand. And it does, it just, it takes time to learn that, but everyone has to go through that. It's not just women. It's, it's everybody in on the team. And the more that you 
understand that balance of times that you have to be tough and times that you have to be, okay, I need to back down some. You know, the most important thing that I would say to people coming up in this industry is if you make a mistake, that's your opportunity to learn. Apologize, own it, own the mistake. It's okay because we all are human. We're going to make mistakes. I still make mistakes, but just own it. You're going to gain so much credibility just in that because people will see that you're not going to hide. You're going to lean in with the truth and say, you know what, that's on me. Yeah, that's great. I love that advice. And I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I've, I've certainly had my share of mistakes, too, in the publishing industry. And, uh, you know, typos, <laughs> of, you know, the front cover. Oh, my goodness. You know, but owning it is, is yeah, that, that is that is so huge, um, no matter who you are, I think. So, that's, right. that's great. Right. you know, it, it seems that there are a lot more women occupying uh, roles in corporate America as you look around. But um, it's still, you know, I don't know that we've re reached parity. Right. I mean, it progress is, seems to be a little bit slow. Uh, do you have thoughts about like, you know, why there aren't more women in, in leadership and particularly in the design industry? I mean, I know uh, the numbers certainly show that there are a lot more women uh, interior designers than there are men, but they occupy much fewer uh, positions in leadership. Um, do you have any thoughts on maybe kind of why things haven't progressed uh, further or more quickly? I have a couple of theories and, and one, you know, when, when you think of somebody that you want to hire, you know, or you think of like, okay, I need someone in a position, you might pick up the phone and call one of your colleagues. You might call one of your friends and say, hey, you know, who do you think would be good? So when you do that, you know, I know like when I do that, it's a lot of times it's a woman that I'm calling and she may say, well, I know such and such. And sometimes it's a man, but a lot of times it's another woman. And I think throughout, you know, history, that's been the case with men because that's who they're friends with. That's just, so I think we beat up on them pretty hard on that. Hey, they're only, you know, promoting each other. And to a point that is true, but if, if we can all get the mindset of think about who be intentional about, who, and that, that goes with, you know, now that we're into diversity mm -hmm. of not just gender, but of um, people of color, it's the same thing. So it's, who, who are widening our circles and women have very much a responsibility in doing that, but men do too. It's talking with the men and saying, hey, you know, like if you're developing a board, um, you know, maybe it's time to think about some women that you know that could fill that spot. You know, be intentional and in who you are networking with, who you're referring, uh, who you're hiring. Jen, what are your thoughts? You know, as I was thinking about this, um, I have never worked for a male in my career. And I, I had not thought about it. So I think that really has sort of um, influenced my perspective. Now, since I've graduated college, so in this industry, I've only worked for females. And um, now, that being said, I still think um, that we have been slow to the leadership front, mm -hmm. but I do think there's been a lot more visibility, especially over the last few years, as we talk about the importance of diversity and inclusion. And I think we just have to name it and move on, um, own it and move on and, and play our part. I think here being represented is so important. I mean, I know for me, if somebody asked me to do a panel for our 
for our enterprise, I always say yes, because I feel like that's my responsibility um, so that people see somebody that looks like them. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, you know, I've had to make some career decisions that my husband has not had to make. And we incidentally work for the same company. Um, whether that was, um, I know of two instances for promotions that I had to make a decision that I wasn't going to go for that role because of a family obligation or the location of the job or whatever that happens to be. Now, I don't know that it was something that I shared with them, but it was something that drove the decision. And, you know, I think about that now and I wonder, you know, did somebody else think, oh, well, she's not interested in growing her career because I didn't communicate the reason behind it. You know, at the time, it was just not great timing for for my family and I. And so I think some of that does play in. I mean, definitely, um, especially over the last two years, that balance has, has come into play as we've all had to manage, you know, a lot of different things. Um, I will say we have been very um, flexible with the way people work, knowing that we're having to all, you know, manage school and children and parents and all of the things differently. But, um, you know, I do wonder if sometimes that balance is just not as accessible or it doesn't feel as accessible sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. I point. think that's a great point, Shannon. If I can just jump in real quick with your your point about being communicative about your situation, I think that helps others not feel alone. Like, oh yeah, that ha- you know that's how I'm thinking, and it's it. What I think we're seeing too with the uh, remoting, we have uh, people that remote in, and mm-hmm. um, and from other cities actually, and so you know sometimes they have child situations come up. And I think we are seeing more of that come up in conversation in our country about childcare, right? We right. hear it, you know, now the government's trying to talk about that. It's a real thing. It's, it's something that if we're going to have more women and men, I mean, you're seeing more and more couples that really work together mm-hmm. to try to, and, and what I've been sad about because i've seen it where when it gets to be too much it's the woman that drops out of her position the man keeps going and i've seen that several times and and that's for various reasons oh you know so that that puts her in a position where to catch up she's having to run even faster so you know and that a lot of that is because of the infrastructure of childcare. so i'm glad that that's coming up because our future for the, the millennials, the Gen Z coming up, I think they will have a better handle and, and have a better solution than what has been at before us and at present. I think I'm so happy that that is becoming more of a conversation because it's a real thing. Children are a part of an important a precious part of our lives and should be. And we shouldn't have to give up work. I didn't. I, I have a child and I did not give up my position. Um, and I was grateful that I had a husband that was very supportive and we made it work out. He was not small. He was in high school with COVID. So I was very fortunate. I mean, I've said my Vince and I were like, 
Can you imagine? <laughs> and I have employees that did it. And it's yeah. like, oh, you know, I'm not that smart to to homeschool them. <laughs> they would have been, it would have been bad. But, you know, just, you, you know, those struggles. And I think that, you know, there's, the pandemic has been so hard on all of us globally. But one, there's always silver linings that come out of, stress, stressful situations. And I think this is one that it's, it, we're, we're seeing some things that, okay, this really is an issue. Let's talk about it. Let's, and so to your point, Shannon, of being more vocal about why decisions are made and that it's okay to be vulnerable to, you know, as leaders that showing that side of our, you know, that I think in the past, it's like, you know, you don't do that, you know, that be a guy, you know, don't do that. And then the women coming in, back in the 70s and 80s had to, to, to be that. And I see a change mm. now that where men are seem to be happy that finally they can be vulnerable and it be okay and th that they're not looked at as like, okay, you know, get a grub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 benefit. Go ahead, Shannon. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, yeah, childcare is a huge issue. And it's something that I've been advocating for our company to address, you know, for the future, because, you know, even in manufacturing and, you know, when we've had kids quarantined and they can't come to work and I mean, you know, that's their livelihood. And so how do we better support that? Um, but I do think that there have been great things to come out of it in that we're having this conversation today and, you know, in a lot of other um, space, but then also, you know, what's acceptable. I was um, saying to someone three years ago, I would never say, oh, I'm going to go pick up my son at, at school and stay at, I'll work from home the rest of the day. Not because my company wouldn't allow it. They certainly would. I just felt like I had to be here. So I do think, you know, realigning some of that has been really positive and definitely helps out with the balance piece as well. Yeah, yeah. The work-life balance thing has come to the forefront, and it's, I think it's yeah. so important for, for both sides. And Susan, I loved your point, too, about the vulnerability. It uh, just reminded me of the, was it Brene Brown's TED Talk about, you know, vulnerability is strength. And, and we, I think, are starting to see that that is something that leaders can demonstrate, as you both uh, noted. And and obviously, the conversation about children um thinking towards the future. Um, another question I wanted to ask was about, you know, how we can advocate for more equity and even diversity, as we've touched on, uh, to have more, you know, seats at the table, at the leadership table uh, for women and, and people of color, for example. Uh, how do we go about doing that? Um, Susan, I think you earlier had mentioned something about, you know, advocating for others, suggesting uh, someone join a, you know, be part of a project team or leadership team. Uh, what else can we do? Well, you know, I mentioned being intentional, and I, I think part of that is um, you know, being aware, like Shannon, you mentioned earlier, that you you take advantage of opportunities when asked, like this. You know, Robert, thank you so much for for bringing this up because I agree, this is a, a topic that we do need to talk about. And if other women are hearing it, if other men are hearing it, they 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 hear that you know this this is a real thing. This is this is something that we need we need more of when you have, I have found when you have really a diverse group and I will say something that is kind of interesting that I'm experiencing kind of on the reverse, I'm working with more men now than I have before. We, most of our company, it, it's 
primarily women. I've had some people tease me in the pack of, are you ever going to hire a man? But, you know, and we do on our crew, but, you know, but I'm working more with men and I'm loving it. Now I'll have, I've had a lot of men that have been my client. I've worked with contractors, I've worked with architects, but as far as working peer to peer in my company, I'm doing that more now and I am loving it. I love the energy. I love, I love the difference of viewpoint that these men have brought. And it's, it's just, it's richer. And when you have that, um, that variety of viewpoint come from, you know, I mean, men and women are different. I mean, we just are, you know, that whole Mars Venus thing. I mean, it's real, but that's, it, it's real for a good purpose because it, it makes us better when we're working together because we do have those different viewpoints. And, and I, quite frankly, I, and a lot of these men that I, um, I'm, I'm working with, they keep me grounded on certain things. And I think I do them on others. I think it's, it's a very good balance. So it's um, going back to my word intention, being intentional and working with finding groups of like, you know, on this project, I want to work with this group of men because I think they could really bring a different or, you know, a mix of designers versus engineers. And man, I'm learning so much. I mentioned the Amish. Oh, my goodness. Their culture is very interesting. And mm -hmm. I was mistaken in thinking that it was more that traditional demand over the woman kind of thing. It's not. It's more, they very much more of equality, like, hey, if she's really good at this, then, you know, yeah, you know, and it's more, it's, they work together, not in an ego-based, I'm better than this, and I'm, and you're better, you know, it's, it's just using their talents, and, and not that, hey, she can't come out of the kitchen, because that's where she belongs, it's, it's not that, and I, in my naive thinking, I thought that's what it was until I visited them and saw and also what was very interesting too th they're not evangelistic they're not looking to like you know recruit <laughs> and, which because when i went I, I, you know we were very kids i'm like okay so we wear makeup and blah 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 and, right you know we tried to like the clothes that we wear a little more you know because we're designers and we were coming fresh off a of neocon this one particular trip and so they didn't care. I mean, they, you know, they, they dress very differently, but I never felt judged. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, this is a really interesting experience. And just the collaboration that we've had with the designs that we're coming out with, and they're excited because they've never mm -hmm. made some of the stuff that we're coming up with. And so it's, it, it goes to show, it's just like when you bring different talents, it doesn't matter the religion, the, the gender, all that. It, what it does matter is the experiences they've had, the personal experience that you bring to the table. Because here's another thing that that I think has been screwed up from the past, where it's like, hey, you know, it's it's business, nothing personal, baloney, because you don't you bring you to work, mm -hmm. you don't check your personal self at the door, and then your you know business self is here. Who right. you are is who you are whether you're in business. Or, so if you do in business and you do something that just isn't on the up and up, that's personal. It's business. It's everything. It's you. It's your character. It's who you are. Right. So that's the other thing that, you know, when you bring all these people together and you're, I, people attract like people. And I, I see that with companies too. 
you you would try the people that you have. And I can tell Shannon, like with Pat Crap, and, and we love Pat Crap, because <laughs> uh, the, the rep here, Allison, she's Allison, yeah. Yeah, yes. she's awesome. We just shout out really to Allison. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Allison. Yeah, she's she's great. And she's, you know, it's that relationship. And that's it's not like I don't feel like she's coming in here going, What can you do for me? You know, what's your next project? It's like, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And I know it, she's that's who she is as a person, but she's also working in a company because they are that way. So, you know, it's a benefit when you bring different, whether it's genders, backgrounds, that kind of thing. But when you have that, you've got to have that basis of ethics that we can all share. We can all share. We can be, we can all share the same kind of ethics. doesn't matter if you're man, woman, or what color we are. We can still share that bond of ethic. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, you mentioned, I mean, I, I think so much of it is, is cultural and, you know, that support piece, um, if it's important, you know, to your brand or your company or, or whatever it happens to be. And I know for me, I mean, I've learned over the years what kind of leader I want to be through the leaders that um I followed, you know, those where I thrived and those where I felt like maybe I wasn't at my best. And I think, you know, sharing those experiences is so important. I mean, this is very rarely super clean. And so I think just being honest about some of those. And then I really try, and I mentioned my first manager and what an impact she had. Um, and, and she really did up until this day. She's retired now. And she actually retired from, from Shaw last year and asked me to mentor one of her designers. And so when I'm asked to mentor, I always do because I feel like that's my job. And even if it's not a mentor, um, I really try to connect anybody on my team with a variety of people so that they get visibility, they understand different parts of our business, they find connections that maybe I didn't have um, because all of us together, what makes this work? So, you know, that for us is, is really important to who we are. But I will say over the last year, I have had a mentor that is um, a guy who runs our hard surface business in manufacturing. And it has been the perfect, perfect mentor for me because he is so authentic. He expects me to be so authentic. He will take what I say, digest it, and he'll push back or, you know, he'll support, which I need both. And I think when you have that person where you can bounce things off and just say, look, you know, maybe I'm crazy here, but this is how, you know, I'm thinking about this. It's so important. And so I think that's kind of um, what I have really strived to do for my team and just to make sure that I'm available in that way for others. Yeah. So I know both of you have a background in design, uh, and I was wondering if that Having that in your background, does that inform the way that you approach your role as a leader uh, in, in some way? Yeah, most definitely, because you know, being a designer, you're creative, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's you have to uh, you have to be creative when you're coming up with solutions and also working with others. Uh, there's because 
we're all individuals. You know, we come mm -hmm. with all kinds of differences. And I, I feel like with being a designer, you're constantly challenged with coming up with a solution. Well, you just shift that right on over to leadership and dealing with people. Because whether we're in manufacturing or whatever we're doing, we're dealing with people. It, you know, there may be a product at the end of the, the day. There may be a design at the end of the day, but it's it's all about people. So I think design uh, has, I think designers have an advantage in a lot of ways because our minds have to go to solution. And I think that's why we make such good business leaders. It's because we, we do think that. And um, I mean, what day doesn't come with something that you've got to solve? <laughs> if you find that day, will you please share with me yeah. how I get there? <laughs> if we'll be here lightly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yeah, what about you? No, I mean, I would agree 100% with all of that. I mean, that problem solving piece, and I think the brainstorming and pushing the boundaries a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think, you know, typically we aren't seen as, um, people who conform easily. And so I, I think that's good to, to push each other um, because that's where we get to our best selves um, and question, you know, asking those questions I think is so important, which curiosity to me has always been part of that creative process. And when I get, you know, interested in something and just digging in and trying to understand it. So, um, yeah, it informs everything that we do. Yeah. You know, I, I want to jump in real quick. Mm -hmm. You brought up something I think is so, so important and asking questions, giving that environment or, or providing that environment where that's okay is so critical to a successful business, in my opinion. I, I've been around those that are not, not as um, apt to receive questions or, you know, it's like, this is what I want or not apt to really receive other opinions. And that is so sad to me because you really don't come to the best solution. If, if you don't hear all, I mean, maybe crazy answers that come out of those or crazy questions, but you know, you never know where that might lead. I've had plenty of times that our team will say, well, what if, and then it fills in the blank and we head in a whole different direction. We're like, that that makes great sense. Or, yeah, I know what you mean, but I had this other experience. I've been there and here's what happened. But at least give that opportunity to talk about it and talk about it. Right. Yeah. It's good advice. And which, speaking of, leads into the last question I had for you. Um, what advice would you both give to younger women in the industry who are aspiring to lead companies like yours or, or, you know, get to a leadership position in a design firm? So um, I can go first. And we've talked around this, I think, but find a space where you can be 100% you and with people who support that um, because it's so important. And I have you know, kind of walked back. This was a great process for me because I kind of walked back through my career because I don't really think about like, how did I end up here? Mm -hmm. um, until, you know, something like this comes up. But 
when I moved to Patcraft, there was definitely a, a shift. And I think part of that was um, the guy that partnered with me um, with this brand because he was so much a part of um, me understanding the importance of how to reach out beyond you know where we are today and bring other people into the conversation. And we also loved a good debate. And I think that's where I learned, you know, this is all okay. I mean, like task conflict is a-okay. And actually I think builds a better culture of trust, um, innovation, creativity, all of the things. So I would just say, find a space where you can be 100% you. Mm. Yeah. Susan. I love that. Well, you know, and we're on a podcast, so the, the um, listeners can't see us all, you know, nodding our heads yeah. and smiling and all that. <laughs> right, right. So just yeah. know that that's happening. Yeah. But I uh, absolutely 100% agree with everything that Shannon is saying. And, uh, you know, and also for the leaders, creating that space is so important. And one of the, the things that I want to say, too, is going back to what we talked about earlier, being willing to learn not just what affects you directly, but what affects other other parts of whether it's the project or other people. Open your mind to listening to that. Don't be so focused on just your quote unquote job because really your job is to understand. And if you're a designer, you should you should be willing to understand what is HVAC, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. And why are diffusers or what you know the, the thermostats? Why are they located where they're located? Because guess what? The sooner you figure that out, the sooner you're going to figure out where you can tell them to put it, so it doesn't get in the way of your artwork. <laughs> so it does matter to you, but they also serve a purpose. So don't be that designer. It's like, oh, I don't care. You know, just move it because it's in my way. Because I got to put up artwork. That's where you start losing credibility. Yeah. But you know, of course, we all care about what it looks like but we also care about whether it's cool or hot in that office too. Yeah. So it's things like that, you know, there's so much opportunity on, on in any job to learn and just absorb. And the younger you are and start doing that, because as you get older, that sponge starts <laughs> getting <laughs> stretched and stretched. So absorb all you can while you're young yeah, and, yeah. Um, and hold on to it. And we're all nodding, right? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that is so good, and I love it, and uh, and I hope our younger listeners out there are taking copious notes right now, so <laughs> good stuff. I love it. Well, um, I think that's it for our episode today. It's been such a great conversation, Susan and Shannon. Thank you so much for being here, sharing your perspectives with us. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's been such a joy. Yeah, thank you for having the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then also thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, please subscribe to the I Hear Design podcast if you haven't already and check back soon for more episodes and as always be well everyone